What's going on, guys? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. This is our first of a couple college football uh, bowl preview shows. And this is that time of the year. I mean, if you like football, this is the best time of the season, right? You know, college football, all the bowl games are happening right now. NFL, the season's wrapping up, getting ready for the playoff push. If you don't have a website to make bets on or you don't have a sports book that you like to use, I highly recommend using topnotchodds.com. Online topnotchodds.com on Twitter at topnotchodds. Guys, they've gotten it right. You can get your money in easy, get your money out easy, a ton of great lines before and during the game, pretty much everything any other online sportsbook has gotten wrong, top-notch odds gets right. Enter promo code SHARPEDGE and you can get up to a 200% deposit bonus, but I'm telling you, if you want to make bets this football season, you got to add top-notch odds. And if you have a website you already like to use, great, but I always recommend having a couple outs so you can compare prices Always get the cheapest and best lines for you. Online, topnotchodds.com. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, College Football Wednesday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. All right, so on today's show, this is our first of a couple different bowl preview shows. Today, Today's is going to be pretty short because in between this week and next week, there are four, count them, four <laughs> bowl games. So like we do every Wednesday, I'm going to play back a portion of another podcast that I'm on called College Football Weekly. This week, the host, Will Chambers, and uh, I... Uh, is it? Is that right? And I, Will Chambers and I, Will Chambers and me, Will and me, Will and myself. There you go. That's good. William Chambers and myself. <laughs> uh, we went through the four games and we actually have this thing called the bet board. And when we disagree on certain games, we put it up on the bet board. Now, these have to be likes throughout the season. So if there's a game that Will likes and I, re- I lean then that's not a bet. It has to be both of us liking different sides of the games. In the regular season, I had a record against Will of 11-2-2. Whoa, I am on fire! (laughs) It was a good year, to say the least, betting Will. But in the postseason, he's gotten a couple back. 11-5-2 is now the total record. And what we decided to do was there were no... Uh, passes for the bowl games. There were no leans. You had to come in and have a strong, or not a strong opinion, but you had to have a like one way or another. So even if we disagree 1% on any of these bowl games, we're going to turn it into a bet. So uh, on on today's uh, show, on this week's show, we went through the four bowl games coming up this next week. We have bets on three of the four bowl games coming up this week. So here is College Football Weekly's Pick'em segment. First up, the New Mexico Bowl. Do you know where that's played, Tyler? I'm going to go Boca Raton, Florida. Mm, you might think that. No, just classic New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego State, the Aztecs. Three and a half point favorites here versus Central Michigan, CMU. Now, the Aztecs, they're 9-3 and three this year. Had a very good year in the Mountain West. They finished second in the Mountain West West Division. 
uh, Mountain West West. Yeah, they, they got to come up with some different. Names I know there. they have the division, or they have the the Mountain Division and the West Division. <laughs> and the Mountain West seems kind of silly. Remember when the Big Ten did the leaders and legends? For yeah, a few years? which was <laughs> they screwed that up. I mean, uh, I I might be down for realigning the 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 Big Ten, just that all the good teams. I mean, now I guess it's a little more even. We don't have to talk about that anyway. Uh, Hitting a nerve there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? It's just as a Michigan fan, I'm tired of being in the same division as Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan State every year. But anyway, uh, if they're going to realign, if, if the Mountain West is going to change it, they just need to change the names because that's not cool. But anyway, the Aztecs, 9-3, and three, Central Michigan, 8-5, and five, San Diego State. Look, a really good year for them. I think they by far have the superior defense here. They're actually only giving up 12 points per game right now. That's good for fourth in the country. Central Michigan, on the other hand, they're much more of an offensive team. They have the better offense, and generally speaking, they have to score to win. So if you look at their schedule so far, all five of the Chippewas' losses, they scored 21 points or less. And then you look at their wins, their eight wins, the lowest point total in any of those eight wins was 38 points. So they're very dependent on being able to score the ball here. And I think that when you talk about a bowl game, I do question. So Central Michigan's head coach, Jim McElwain, it's his first year there. He's done a great job. They had a really, they had a pretty good year in the MAC for for CMU. But I don't know about him being a great motivator for bowl games. He didn't have a great bowl history when he was at Florida. Um, you know, he had a, some good years, obviously, caught out of state before that. But I do question his ability to motivate these CMU players, especially when you're going from Michigan to New Mexico. I don't know, Tower. Do you think that that uh, playing in the New Mexico Bowl is there any excitement to go to New Mexico if you're not from that area? Well, it. D- Probably not if you're from that area, and no, I'm sure a lot of people weren't doing backflips to get to the to the New Mexico Bowl. But we have to remember Central Michigan. What they, I think they had one or two wins last year. Yeah. So this is a team it's that a has been season. abysmal for a long time. So for a typical team, that's the case, you right. know. But even for you know me being a Colorado fan, probably wouldn't be that big of a deal. Right. But Central Michigan hadn't been to a bowl game in a long time. That's so this true. is the first in a while for them. So I think that maybe there is more motivation for them. And I want to give a bit of a pushback to the Jim McElwain not being good in the postseason. That's true. But I think the reason for that is if you look at Jim McElwain's career, his career has kind of been defined by moving. He's he's a mover. He's been yeah. to a lot of different places. So he's on the run a lot of these times at the end of the year. So that'll negatively affect your career postseason stats when you're moving, taking new jobs, so on and so forth. I don't know if it really accurate, accurately reflects him as a postseason coach necessarily. Fair enough. Yeah, and you're right. Maybe they are motivated just by having a good season. San Diego State, though, they're having a good season as well. And look, I just think that this game stays low scoring. I do think that the Aztecs' defense is going to find a way to slow down the Central Michigan offense enough to where they can win this game. And I actually I think they're going to cover as well. I, I'm, not, I'm not fond of that extra half-point hook there with the three-and-a-half line, but I just can't take Central Michigan here. For whatever reason, my gut's telling me not to. I see not a lot of motivation for both teams, so I'm taking the Aztecs to cover. Well, you mentioned motivation. Who do you think would be more motivated? Central Michigan, who's had a couple of bad years in a row, now eight and five, or San Diego State, who is a, actually a team with real goals. Yes, yeah, good so program. I mean, so when, when you talk motivation, I don't know if there's really a, a positive for one team or another. Right. So much more than than, than the other coach. Uh, 
the Chippewas, 9-3-1 against the spread this year, so they've been very good, obviously outperforming expectations. That's what you're going to get with a bad team when they really turn it around in one year. And I do like Jim McElwain. I think they're going to find a way to slow down the San Diego State offense. San Diego State, a team who had a lot of, as I said, aspirations this year. They wanted to win their conference, win their division. Since they've fallen short this year with a 7-5 ATS record, by the way, what that says to me is pretty much where the market thought they were going to be this year. I'm going to take the Chippewas plus 3.5. Bet board. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? For those reasons I just said, I don't think there's much of a motivational edge here for either team. I think, if anything, you give Central Michigan the nod there. And Jim McElwain. I do believe these are inflated numbers for the negative in his career because he has been on the move. No talk this year. He knows he's going to have to have two good years back-to-back at CMU to get that next job up. So he's going to be all in this season. I believe his team's going to be all in this season. Central Michigan... Eight seniors right now who have been there through all all the bad times. Give me CMU plus three and a half this weekend in the uh, what bowl is that? That is the New Mexico Bowl mm. played in New Mexico. Believe it or and not. And you know the thing about I don't know, this what's game? the sponsor though? Actually, I didn't catch that. What the I New can... Mexico sponsor? Because there's some really fun sponsors for some of these games. I don't have the next up. one that we're going to talk about. Well, that's okay. We don't. It's but hand before we get to the next game. Yeah. Um. The Aztecs and the Chippewas. Do you know what a Chippewa is? Isn't it like a chipmunk or? A it's not. It's a. It's a. They're Na- is a Native American. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Well, There's Native a, American. Sorry. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> come on, Tyler. It's 2019. Um, in Michigan, that's you know they had a lot of tribes up there. If you anyone that's been to Michigan knows a lot of the towns, a lot of these schools. Uh, rivers, uh, all kinds of stuff are named after different. They have a lot of tribal names. Yeah, and so the Chippewas. That, so you have the Chippewas, and then the Aztecs. So you kind of have two groups of humans here, you know, that at one time were defined by certain things. Aztecs have a little That's stronger history. That's my point here. Is if we're Central going America, just, just yep. the the mascots here, the Aztecs are a little stronger in terms sure. of what you're looking for from a people. Yeah, they're 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 more of a they're like a blue chip program when it yeah. comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're gonna look past Fair that chip was here. Well we got the bet board game. Next one up. I love this sponsor. I don't know what it is. I didn't bother looking it up. The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. No, 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 no. It's the Cherubunder, Cherubundi Tart Cherry. Oh, really? It, yeah, the whole, the whole name is the Cherubundi Tart. Up, I saw, so Cherubundi is the it's, company. I think the, it's Cherubundi Tart. Okay. The, or Cherubundi, but it's the Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Boca Raton Bowl. Yeah. That's just got such a good ring to it. <laughs> uh, the Boca Raton Bowl played, of course, in Boca Raton. They really got to come up with some better names than just the city that it's played in, right? Yeah. I'd like to have a little more mystery here, the Boca Raton Bowl. But anyway, uh, SMU, they are three and a half point favorites here versus FAU, Florida Atlantic. This is actually a game, I believe, uh, our interview Tyler, Tyler Fessler yep. had. He liked SMU in this one. I also like SMU in this one. So SMU, they're ten and two, having a great year. Shane Bouchelle's been huge for them at quarterback. But FAU, they're having a good year too. They went ten and three. Uh, they won the conference USA. But another big motivator here, the lane train. He's gone. So this one, this one, this game is good. That's right. That's right. He left. This this one's gonna definitely provide some points. We got two really good offenses. Both teams are offensive minded. But with the lane train being gone, he left for Old Miss. I do wonder if maybe the you know, that can kind of play two ways. Either the players are sad that their coach left them or maybe they're motivated to say, hey, coach, you shouldn't have left us. We're going to show you why. Either way, Lane's not there. That I don't, I don't know how you can really quantify that as a huge positive. Meanwhile, for SMU, they've got Shane Bichelle uh, playing quarterback. He's had a huge year. I think he's the best player in this game. And I think SMU, 
frankly, should just be the better team. Look, all due respect to the Conference USA uh, and all, all the teams in the Conference USA and obviously FAU winning it, but the AAC, the American, is a much tougher conference. I put a lot of weight when I, when I think about bowl games into what conference did they play in. Uh, is one much better? Because, yeah, FAU won their conference, but if if the American is that much better than, than Conference USA and SMU, even though they did finish third in their division, they were, the teams they were behind were very good. It was uh, Memphis and Navy, both you know double-digit win teams. So I think the ACC is a better conference. I think SMU is better tested, and I am afraid the Owls, uh, the Owls from FAU, I think they'll lack motivation with Lane Kiffin being gone. I know the game is basically a home game for them with it being in Boca Raton, but I'm going to take SMU here, minus 3.5. The reason why FAU's been so good is because of Lane Kiffin. When he leaves, I don't think if these kids want to prove him a message, it makes any difference at all. They're not going to be able to prove that message because they're not going to have a head coach calling plays to prove that message. The reason they were so good this year was because of Lane Kiffin. I still believe Lane Kiffin has a lot left in the tank. I know he's kind of a punchline now. He's become a meme. He's become a joke. And really, I mean... Kind I don't of all his blame, doing, though, right? No, exactly. I don't <laughs> yeah. blame a lot of that, but I still do think this guy knows football. You know, if he can get past all the... I've heard him on so many interviews. Dan Patrick used to have him on all the time on NBC when he was on the NBC Sports Network. I love... One thing I love about Lane Kiffin, he doesn't give a shit. This guy <laughs> right. is going to say what he's going to say, do what he's going to do. He doesn't really care about anybody, and it seems like he's content with that. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's too much second-guessing going on with him. So if he can get past the non-football stuff, I think he could be an all-timer. I really do. It's the football stuff that I think he's great at. Right. Now that he's gone, I don't care if FAU has a point to prove. SMU is going to be the better team, and I think they win, cover the three points, give me the uh, Mustangs. All right, we're both on that. It's funny that you say that uh, that when you're talking about Lane Kiffin that you know he doesn't care what people think and he does and says whatever he wants. And the first thing that popped into my head was Mike Leach. But it kind of seems right. like Lane Kiffin is like, Mike Leach if Mike Leach was like taking his medication you know what I mean like he doesn't he doesn't psych yeah he doesn't care what people say and he'll he'll run his mouth a little bit but he doesn't say like crazy shit where right. and and so maybe actually Mike Leach is just what Lane Kiffin will be in another 30 Probably. years or whatever yeah we're just I hope so view in the future there <laughs> uh next game up the Las Vegas Bowl where's this one being played I don't know uh the Vegas Bowl by the way the new stadium being built in Vegas uh-huh man that thing is gonna be awesome how close is it to being done you were just there um, obviously it is well i mean i'm not sure well this is the last year judging, for the raiders like uh, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's gonna be ready by the start of next season okay i'm not sure if it's gonna be a month or three months or whatever but that thing looks nice yeah. it looks where super, is it is it close to the strip right next to the strip no? yeah. and you know t-mobile arena where the vegas golden ice play is uh-huh. on the strip oh wow right next to the That's uh, new awesome. york new york this is probably a two or three minute drive from there just on the other side of the highway okay. right next to the strip it's going to be a huge beautiful state and it has that black updated it's going to have a kind of an intimidating look it's yeah. going to have like the death star is it with the death star black on star wars no the death oh. star looks more like a moon it's okay, kind of like huh. a pale grayish <laughs> color you wouldn't I, know. I think i'm thinking of darth vader generally stars aren't dark tyler um, it's uh well yeah it's a black hole that's what you're but, thinking but but star wars Which, oh sorry sorry raiders follow. fans to mention the black hole with the new stadium in las vegas sorry about that it doesn't follow star wars doesn't follow a whole lot of scientific truths if you how hear neil, you, neil deGrasse sir? tyson break down star wars how dare you a lot of 
lot of things in there that don't follow suit. So don't bring this. Stars aren't. You know what? If we need to debate nonsense. the science behind lightsabers, and, I'm happy and to. While we're getting scientific here, actually, will. When we observe stars, they are dark. What we're seeing is the light reflected from the when the stars were at one point beaming. And so when you look at many stars today, we will see the residual effect of many stars when they are, in fact, dark. Well, so, to get technically yep, with you it, here, Tyler, yep. technically. I am too smart. I am too smart. Now, I am too smart. Your statement. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> I mean, S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> your statement is only technically, it's only partially true. Because no. you're right, some of those stars may have burned out. We're getting so scientific here. <laughs> some of them might still be glowing. So you're right, we are looking back in time, though, as they say. There we go. With them being so far away. Mm. Man, we strayed farther. Anyway, the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, we got the Washington Huskies. Three and a half point favorites here versus Boise State. This is another game that uh, that Jacob Reb liked here. He picked Boise State plus the points. Now this is an interesting one. Washington had a bit of a dis- disappointing year. They're seven and five. That's certainly not up to the standard that Chris Peterson had set there. And Boise State twelve and one, which is actually the standard that is set at Boise State. We're used to seeing them dominate the Mountain West and do very well. Now the the bowl committees or whoever is making these matchups clearly just wants to see Chris Peterson cry on TV. That's I think that's their whole goal with this. <laughs> it's perfect for good TV and for storylines. So with this one, you can expect a bunch of sappy, emotional ESPN stories and interviews about Chris Peterson and the Boise State head coach Brian Harson being Chris Peterson's assistant at one point. And definitely just be ready to see the Statue of Liberty play, the replay of that about a thousand times. Because that's the whole history of Chris Peterson is that he went to Boise State, they beat Oklahoma, he blew up on the scene, and then he left it and went to Washington. So this is like an emotional storyline yeah, game. But I think that I thought that you'd be going the other way here. You're the college football purist. You're the one who gets into this stuff. I thought you would be shedding a tear. No, I will. Talking about all this. I'm a sucker. You're you're right. Okay. I'm their target market. Like I'm gonna be the one watching it. Like oh, that's not great. Uh, I'm gonna. Miss you, Chris. Uh, but I'm just I'm, what I'm doing is I'm warning the listeners. So that's, this is his final. So he's coaching. They didn't pick these teams because they think it's a great matchup. I don't think. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it won't be, but it, they probably could have found better matchups for both these teams if they wanted to. I just really think they want that emotional edge. They want to feed ESPN and Fox on them with these great storylines. So the committee is not out for the best games possible. Are you sure? It's a conspiracy. Are you sure, Will? We're getting more into conspiracy talk. <laughs> That's real. I, I don't know that there is a like a governing board or committee for all the bowl games. I know like the individual bowl games they they offer to teams. I'm sure there's like some guy in a dark room that's that's you know pushing the buttons and and pulling the strings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. It is a conspiracy. It's all a great conspiracy. But uh, no, I don't look. I don't care because this is an emotional game. I'm throwing out the stats in this one which is a foolish thing. Jacob Reb, who we just had on the sports game, where Tyler, you both would call me a square and an idiot for this, and that's fine. I'm throwing out the stats. This game is all about Chris Peterson. He's announced he's retiring, he's, and he's leaving Washington after this game. He uh, Earlier than everyone would, have, everyone would have guessed. You know, No one saw this coming. There were no leaks. No one knew it was happening, and he's going to be taking an administrative job with uh, the University of Washington. He's not going anywhere else for now. And look... When it comes to bowl games, we talked about it earlier with some of the guys we interviewed, and you and I talk about it all the time. With bowl games, motivation is such a huge factor here. And I will forever and always pick the team with a legendary coach who's retiring 
for the team to send him out with a win. Uh, I don't have stats and history to back up this assumption, but we all know how much motivation plays into bowl season. And what better motivation could you have if you're a player for Washington than to send out the great head coach with a win? And against his former team, where he first made his legendary story, I just think it's perfect. So I think, look, I think Boise's very good. I think they're going to keep it close, and especially in the first half. But I do think Washington will pull away late. I think they're going to send out Chris Peterson with a big win. I think they will cover this points. So I'm taking the Huskies. Uh, I believe it's going to be a distraction. Um, oh, wow. For two reasons. I think that these players are going to hear all week long. The story's going to be about Chris Peterson. And I just have a hard time believing that all of the effort goes into sending him off. Let's face it, Washington is a team that brought in a couple older guys, but they've got a lot of young talent, and they're wondering, what are the next couple years going to look like for me? A lot of the players in Washington aren't going to be so concerned with winning this game. What is Washington football going to look like in 2020, 2021? Am I still going to get an NFL bid? Are we still going to be Pac-12 contenders? We're coming off a 7-5 and five year where we were picked by a lot of people to win our division, maybe even the conference. Right. So... The reason why Washington is 7-5 and five this year isn't because a whole lot of things went wrong and they lost a couple games in overtime. It's because they were an average team in an average conference. So I'm going to take what I think is actually the better team and, and ask yourself this. Brian Har- uh, Harson or Harkin? Harson. Brian Harson right now knows Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson knows Brian Harson. Okay, so I think that's kind of a wash. Both coaches are going to be bringing things out that the other one hasn't seen before. But when you have a coach who's on his way out, and he's doing the media rounds, and he's, I'm sure uh, his wife and his family and his kids have been a big, big part of this week. It's a different approach than the mentor playing the, or the, than the uh, protege playing the mentor with frankly all of his cards still in the deck he's got next year he's on he's on the staff he's bringing back his whole team they want to go into next season with momentum you won't hear one college football coach out there say losing a bowl game is a good thing everyone i think college football coaches actually put way too much stock into winning a bowl game because they say it gives you momentum for the offseason yeah this is a championship game for boise they drew a team from the pac-12 a team who they need and want to make a point against i think we're actually getting a very similar team if not a better team with motivation against a distracted team i'm gonna go boise state plus the three and a half points here want to bet would you like to bet on it? And again, a big part of my cap is these young players on Washington not necessarily just being distracted this week, even though they are going to be answering a lot of questions about their coach. I just think it's a human nature thing. You know, you're talking to your girlfriend at night, you're home watching TV. It's just natural for any human being to say, our boss is going, our leader's going, the guy who recruited me here is leaving. What's my future going to be like? Because of all that, we're gonna we're on Boise. Okay, well, fair enough. I, I like being on the other side. This one, I think, is gonna go my way. And things, this is gonna help my comeback, right? Isn't that a song? Hey, do you wanna go my way? Do do. Are you gonna go my way? Yeah. Who is yeah. that? I don't know. Ugh. I wanna go Sounds Nelly. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think that's like a song from the '60s. Next, but not least, or last but not least, the Hawaii Bowl. All of these bowls. <laughs> Very God creative. Damn, could they come up with better names, please? Let's uh, wait till we get to the Cheese It Bowl next week, Will. Yeah, yeah which of course is played in uh, Cheese It, which Wisconsin. Played, yeah. um, the Hawaii Bowl. BYU minus two. It Look, 
technically, you know, bowl games are supposed to be neutral. They're going at Hawaii. This game yeah. is being at. They're playing Hawaii, Hawaii in the Hawaii, play in the Hawaii bowl. bowl every year. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. So Hawaii, they play another home game in the Hawaii Bowl. Such a great tradition for college football. The Hawaii Bowl. It's only been around since 2012. We have we've had 16 Hawaii or sorry 2002 16 Hawaii bowls in total. Ho- University of Hawaii has played in eight of them. That's half of them. I don't know why they keep doing that. I mean, I get it. It's a pain for them to travel so far, but you would think that like maybe you'd want to send other teams to the Hawaii Bowl and send Hawaii other places. Right. But no, uh, the Rainbow Warriors they've they've played in this game eight times, and they're only four and four straight up in those eight games. Really? So, yeah, isn't that funny? I would not uh, have guessed that. Hawaii, look, they're not having to travel. It kind of seems like an advantage, you know. Obviously, it being a home game, I believe it's played in their stadium. But I do wonder if that maybe will be a disadvantage emotionally. Look, BYU, they're on vacation. They're at the beach, Tyler's favorite place. Uh, they're knocking on doors, converting Native Islanders. They're having fun. They're happy to be there, right? Then you look at Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors. They they live there. This is just another home game to them. Nothing special. I know they get like the bowl game package. They're all going to get a PlayStation and a gift card to Outback Steakhouse, Tyler's real favorite Ooh, place. Love Outback. <laughs> uh, but it's not. It's different, right? They don't. It, they won't have that bowl game feeling of going and traveling to a new city and you walk around and the whole team goes bowling and they put it on ESPN and all that. Right. So, look, I don't like that from an emotional standpoint. Then you look, and these teams, they know each other fairly well. This game will be the third meeting in as many years, and it hasn't gone well for Hawaii. But uh, BYU has won the last five against Hawaii, including twice in Honolulu since 2011. They won the last two years. I'm all over the Cougars here. I like BYU. I like BYU in a lot of games because another factor people don't think about is that these players, almost all these players, they went on – a, a mission. They went on a mission after high school when they graduated. So a lot of these players are older. Some of them are, you know, 23, 24 years old, whereas you're not going to see that at Hawaii. I think that gives them, a, they're a little bit more mature. Um, everyone knows the difference between a 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. You know, it may only be four years, but from a maturity standpoint, that's a big deal. I think everything is going in BYU's favor here. I love them at minus two also. I love that it's less than three points. So I'm all over the Cougars here, BYU. Want to bet? What? Would you like to bet on it? So we will have three of the four games this week on the bet board. I'm going to go Hawaii for a couple reasons here. I am fading BYU. And what's funny is this game brings me back to a couple points I made on one of our first podcasts this season. I'm not on BYU anymore. I think the eggs, Bronco Mendenhall leaving is going to eventually leave a gap bigger and bigger and bigger. We're going to see that come to fruition. This is going to be one of the first OOK we're in postseason football. This is a different team. They're seven and five. They're traveling. They're on vacation. They're going to have to be hyper focused this game. I think fading BYU all season in certain certain situations. This is another one of those spots for me where I'm going to fade BYU. I don't like them in the next couple of years. I think they lost a lot of what made them great with their coach leaving. But on the other side, I've been on Hawaii this year. Remember the week one where I took Hawaii against Arizona? Yeah. And I just believe that Hawaii's actually a very good football team. You look at their stats. Cole McDonald this year is one of the better quarterbacks in the country. He's got 29 touchdown passes, a quarterback rating in the year where they throw the ball about 50 times a game of 144.4. They can rush the ball. They're not great keeping the ball on the ground. 5.1 yards a carry uh, for the team. But I don't think they're going to have to run the football for BYU. They're going to keep it in the air, score points, and I think they wear BYU down. Plus, this line says to me, this is the carrot. They 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 want 
the market is often trying to deceive, okay? That's when people ask me the biggest difference between the sports market and the stock market. Right. My answer is always, the stock market is true. The sports market is often meant to trick you and deceive. This minus two is weird to me because I think a lot of people are going to think what you said. It's not three. We're still getting that good number, even up to two and a half, wanting to take the probably the better team, not factoring in external factors like it's on the road. It is a home game for BYU, for Hawaii. Right. I know Hawaii also four and four last eight games, which is pretty telling. I did not know that before this. In the Hawaii Bowl. In mean, the Hawaii yeah. Bowl, yes. But I think Hawaii is just a better team this season. They brought back a lot of guys this year or f- f- from last year. I actually thought they were going to be one of the better teams in the Mountain West this year. They went to the Mountain West Championship, lost to uh, uh, Boise in the Mountain West uh, Championship game. We just got done talking about how good Boise is. Hawaii is a real team. And I think that still, at this point in the year, people just don't watch Hawaii. People don't like Hawaii. They're not a public team. I think we're getting actually some some value here with uh, the Warriors playing at home. Not so much motivation, and I, I do like to start with motivation for all of these games. I think it's maybe the most important factor, that in conferences, like you mentioned earlier. But I don't see too much of a motivational edge for either team. I think BYU, they had goals this year. They're 7-5. and five. They're not really... Their, their goal was not to end up in the middle of the conference and go to the Hawaii Bowl. And Hawaii, you know, you could actually make the argument that they had more. Uh, had bigger goals. They knew how good they were. Right. They knew how many people yeah. they were bringing back. So I don't think motivation really has too much of a part in this game. I'm just looking at the X's and O's. I'm going to go what I think is the slightly better team, a little bit of value here at home. I love it. I love that we got three more bet board games. If I go 3-0, and Tyler, you're going to be sweating, man. Uh, you're going to be sweating big so time. 11-5-2, and two, and I'm on a three-game losing streak. Yep, so for we'll sure. See. So we're going to extend that to six. Uh, <laughs> Six-game skid for Tyler. Uh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be pretty close. He's gonna be sweating if not, you know. And then if he has another bad week, then he's gonna be like, you know, on the edge of the bridge. I think he's gonna be on the ledge. We'll see. Well, we got yeah. a lot of football to come up. A yeah, lot of football for sure. That's our show for this week, guys. All righty. Hope you guys enjoyed that, and hope you all make some money this week when the bowl games get going. Good luck, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Sharp Angle. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.